You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 185. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Clark. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. So, today we're going to talk about gold, but I promise you for that, that for the next 45 minutes, this is not going to be uh, like just a gold commercial because as I mentioned at the beginning of today's interview, uh, you know, the way those, I, the way those gold commercials are often done on radio and on podcasts, uh, that, that just always kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's sort of like, um, and, and I've actually never owned gold until, uh, until these, these gold backs now. So, um, this is, uh, this is pretty exciting. It, it, it always seemed, um, you know, owning gold, I mean, sure, if you have a brokerage account, you could invest in the ETF, but that never seems too exciting. It always seems, well, you might as well invest in something else. Um, and, you know, investing in physical gold or gold certificates just seemed kind of too technical, too much research needed to be done, like who's reputable and who's not. And so I just wasn't too interested. Uh, but I found this company recently, Goldback, Goldbacks, that um, they're doing something pretty interesting which is taking physical gold and turning them into these really nice looking bills. And uh, I know I don't have one here with me. I'm, don't worry, we're going to show them. So you'd be surprised how positively people react when they are given these bills made of gold. People like this stuff. So if you're looking for a good gift or something like that, it's always tough to find good gifts. But the lowest denomination here for the gold backs is under $4. So you get these things without risk. And today's discussion will connect with several other topics that we've been discussing on the local maximum. First of all, emerging technology. You'd think gold is an old technology, but the ability to turn them into bills is pretty innovative. So we'll get into that. Also, monetary technology, you know, our, our money system, which is a very important topic to continue discussing these days. Um, <laughs> what's happening with our monetary system? Uh, big changes. I'm a believer in Bitcoin and crypto in general, as you know, so I just want to talk about how this plays out with gold. I don't have any of these gold backs on me today. I wish I could hold them up because I gave them all away. People like them so much, but I ordered more. They should come in soon. Uh, you should also know that, that if you're not watching the video, there will be video available for this episode up on Odyssey, and my guest today does hold up all of these to the camera so that you'll be able to see what they look like. So let's get into it as soon as possible so we can see it. My next guest does merchant and legal services for the Utah-based Goldback Inc., which creates gold for the masses and is recently expanding into new states as well as New Hampshire, and he's also a prolific Goldback enthusiast. Benjamin Schaefer, you've reached the local maximum. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Max. I'm excited to be here. So, uh, okay, before we get into like what this whole goldback thing is, you know, I want to start. Yeah, a lot of podcasts have these kind of persistent gold commercials, and I don't know if you listen to like late night talk radio. You get some of those, like you know, they, it usually starts with some very pessimistic message, like the world is getting darker. You need gold, and so I want to approach this a little bit differently um, because. I've gotten some of your gold slips uh, a couple months ago at Porkfest, and I've given them out to people. And so many people have such a positive reaction, like, whoa, cool, like, is that real gold? And these are just regular people. These are not gold bugs. These are not people who would, you know, think about investing in gold. So, uh, so my, before we get into, like, what this is, 
why do you think we aren't used to seeing gold regularly on a day-to-day basis? Like most people have no experience seeing gold. And, and ha- have you experienced the same reaction that I, I've gotten? Oh, absolutely. We get a lot of a lot of really strong reactions when people see the goldbacks for the first time. Um, and I think the main reason why you don't see it very often is because it's rare, of course, and it's very valuable. And we've debased our currencies so much. Now, it is interesting to note, however, that uh, anytime you've got a coin uh, from any jurisdiction, even though it's usually made out of something cheap, some kind of pot metal, something yeah. like that, they still try to make the outside look either golden, silver, or copper in color, even though it's not actually made out of that. And why really? is that? I think there's something. I think there's something deep in the human psyche. We're looking for value, and we see that we know. Ah, this is something special. So what are our coins made out of then if they're not made out of... So, I mean, yes, I'm not surprised they're not made out of uh, gold and, and silver, but but what are they made out of? Uh, well, most coins are made out of zinc. Uh, sometimes mm. it's um, nickel-plated copper, um, things like that. Where they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make the the material for the coin cheaper than the, what the coin is worth on its face value. And the more inflation occurs, the harder and harder that gets. And so, of course, it used to be that a penny size amount of of uh, of copper was worth a penny, but now it's worth quite a bit more. So they started making pennies out of zinc and then mm. copper plating that zinc. Oh, uh, so, so, so even now, copper, even now yeah. the zinc is even worth more than a penny's <laughs> worth now um, to the point that it's about six or seven cents for every penny that they mint. We're, we're, wow. The mint is literally throwing away gobs of money, even making the penny. Is that why you hear every once in a while you hear you know proposals to get rid of the penny, but it ne- they never seem to pan out? That's that's precisely why. Um, it, we've actually reached the point now where a nickel, um, even though it's not made out of value, it, it's not even made out of nickel anymore. Um, but even a, a five cent coin, right, isn't even worth uh, is the that metal, even though it's cheap cheap pot metal is actually worth more than five cents as well. Yeah. So really yeah. they need to get rid of the penny and the nickel. They're just throwing money away, trying wow. to pretend that our currency is worth more than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, I mean, this is interesting. It's, I, I mean, now I'm just starting to think like, okay, wait, why is the nickel bigger than a dime again? Uh, I don't know if we have to get into Originally this. it was bigger because nickel is worth less than silver and dime dimes were made out of dimes silver. Were silver. Yeah. But they're not yeah. anymore. A, a, a dime again is, is cheap pot metal. Um, but I still think it only takes me about eight or nine cents worth of it to make that little tiny okay. uh, coin out of cheap pot metal now. So the so the dime is not underwater yet, but it's just a matter of time. Oh, but it it's coming. Like. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. All right. So uh let, that that's fascinating. But let's get into what you're doing. Let's get into like, you know, what is this gold back? So gold back I know is a word that goes way back, you guys didn't invent it, but, but what exactly is your product of gold back and, and where does the name come from and, and what's the goal here? And maybe you could show us some too. Ah, right, yes, there we is. go. So now, those of you who are, so now those of you who are on uh, audio only won't get to see this. That might be a, an incentive. Go check out and the video. And as you can again. see, it's, it's extremely shiny. Yeah. It's also called the gold back partly because as a laminated piece of gold, right. the reverse side of the gold back is just pure elemental gold that you can see through the plastic coating. Mm. Mm. Um, it does uh, take on this this image, though. I can almost see what's off. on your computer screen a little bit. Don't worry, we what's won't that? be able to make it out. I can almost see what's on your computer screen a little bit. That's how shiny it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's re- so reflective. Yeah. And so the um, it's very, very difficult to photograph for that reason. 
Mm. Uh, but the goldbacks are essentially, they're a very fractional gold product. You could think of it like a very, very thin coin. Yeah. Um, but it's so fractional, meaning it's such a small piece of gold. This one gold back contains only one one thousandth of a troy ounce. Um, and that means that if you were to melt this down, and you can, by the way, melt them down and recover the gold. Uh, it's not in this form forever unless you want it to be. Um, if you were to melt this down, it's like a grain of sand. It's a tiny grain of sand. It's wow. all that it really is, that amount of gold. Now, why do we want such a small amount of gold? That's what makes it possible for us to make this into a currency system. So the difference is, is you know, you mentioned those late night talk show commercials. People buy gold because it's a commodity. It's a valuable commodity. But it's not really a currency. It's not really a money system. But the gold back is a money system. The 25 gold back is worth 25 of the ones or five of the fives. Um, it's all fully fungible. This makes it possible for you to make purchases with a gold back. Now, why, why, the other reason why it's so, so tiny is that we want you to be able to buy regular things. One gold coin is worth, uh, and it's been worth for a while, about $2,000. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's an, an ounce of gold is about $2,000. One ounce of gold. Okay. What are you going to buy with that? Yeah. I mean, uh, let's say hey, these late night talk show uh, commercials are, are right and the apocalypse is coming and and uh, people need to save their value in gold because everything else is going to get wiped out. Well, even if even if the currency, um, the U.S. dollar did get wiped out, you still wouldn't be able to buy anything with a gold coin. It's just too valuable um, unless you're buying a used car, I suppose. Right, right, right. Um, That's but saying. at that you rate, it better for... not be a three thousand dollars used yeah. car because it better be the two thousand or four thousand or six thousand dollars used car because you can't make change. Whereas in this case, one gold back today is worth about three seventy something, three dollars and seventy something cents. Hmm. You can buy something for less than four dollars. You can buy, you know, your groceries. You can buy a couple dozen eggs or something like that. Um. And then the gold back is also just has so much more utility just because it is a form of cash money right in your hands that you can spend on all those things. And we've been building a network. There are hundreds of retailers now and services and professionals uh, in the gold back states uh, where the gold backs have come out that accept the gold back as payment. Yeah. So I, I want to get into how that, to build that network um, in a little bit, but uh, um, because that's, uh, that's going to be key here. But first I want to ask like, why, why hasn't this been done already? Like why, like, you know, why have, hasn't gold been divided up into these tiny amounts before? I mean, seems, mm -hmm. it seems kind of no brainer, right? Like right, let's, yeah. let's just do this. I think the main reason is, is the technology really didn't exist until quite recently. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about our process. Yeah. These so what does that mean the technology didn't exist? Is it is it taking that grain of sand and flattening it out yeah. or something? Let, let's say yeah. we were okay. to let's say we were to use increments this small for purchases a hundred years ago. You'd right. be talking about having teeny tiny little coins yeah. that you could easily lose. I mean, can you imagine if uh, you had a let's say you had a a hundred of these in your pocket? Right. But they weren't in this form. They were tiny, tiny coins. You'd lose them. Oh my goodness! It'd be like having right. a little bit of sand in the bottom of your pocket, like when you go to the beach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your pockets out, and you're like, "Man, there's more sand in here." And then it's like, "Oop, there goes two hundred dollars." Oop, there goes three hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, that would be catastrophic. It would never work. 
Um, and the way we're making these, like you can see all that sheen of gold, but it's really so thin that uh, really we're talking uh, several layers of gold atoms, but only several layers of gold atoms. Wow. So thing. it's like, and it's amazing. You could see that. Um, right. But I guess you can't. Right. It's not transparent, it's at least. Um, the yeah. one, however, is just thin enough. If you get a really bright light and you shine it on it, yeah, it'll actually shine through slightly, a little bit of the glow. And that's actually how a spectrometer measures whether or not something is made out of gold, is which, um, which parts of the bandwidth of light are reflected or travel through the piece. So you can actually test, test a gold back that way, a one gold back. Um, but basically, I want you to take a look a little bit at this reversed image. Yeah. Okay. That image isn't printed. That is in the gold itself, atom by atom. Wow. And it's right so down to security like, features like yeah. the serial number. I don't know if you can make that out. The uh, serial number barely. there yeah. is literally imprinted in it at an atomic level for security purposes. So is this considered now, some kind that? of nanotechnology or, or basically? Yeah. yeah. So what we're doing is, is it's called vacuum deposition. The first sheet of polymer, which is what all of this printing is printed on, um, goes to the top of a vacuum chamber. In the bottom of the vacuum chamber, we've got this pure elemental gold, a big sheet of pure ele elemental gold. And we're taking pieces of that elemental gold off with the high ionized laser and then fusing it to, to this. So you can almost think of it like 3D printing. It actually has a, a texture you can feel. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I felt it. In the, uh, it, I, I, I would take mine out, but right I, gave, the I gave them all away. That's why I had to buy more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, we'll have to get those out to you. Um, yeah. I will. I'll get those. I'll get those right out to you. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's lots of places you can buy them. Um, but even more important than that is there's lots of places you can spend them because it's one thing, again, to stack gold. And I don't get me wrong. I appreciate it when people have the foresight to have savings. And this is a great way to save your money as savings is in gold backs. But really what I'm I'm passionate about is trying to get America onto a true sound money system. I tell people, your freedom is about your life, liberty, and property. And you do not have any one of those if one of them is denied. You don't really have rights to life if they can take your property. You don't really have your liberty if they can take your life or your property. Now, rights of property are so important. Seeing the rights of property are so important. How do you have a right to property? Well, you don't have a right to property if you don't have a free market. And you don't truly have a free market unless you have a free market money system that actually allows you to have control over your property. Otherwise, if it's manipulatable, if it can be inflated away, if it can be printed out of thin air, you don't really have a right to property if you're denominating it in dollars is what I'm saying. Because they can always just change what your property is worth, in a sense, taking your property from you. So um, this really is a liberty issue. This really is about building a stronger economy. These are local currencies. This, this one I have in my hand right here is the Utah gold back. Yeah. Um, in Utah, um, we're building up our local communities by using this. Uh, the town I live in has dozens of vendors that all use the gold back. And when we spend our gold backs at those businesses, like you know, yesterday I just got my car worked on actually and paid in gold backs. That I know that that money isn't going to be sent from that auto shop, isn't going to be sent to some other state or some other country. It's going to circulate again and again and again within my community. 
Right, right. I feel like <laughs> people are going to do what I did, where they, they want to keep a few as like uh, you know souvenirs, and then they'll get more to spend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Once, once people are seated with those, and they're they're they almost have to be uh, not sick of seeing them, but they've been like, okay, I've seen this one. Okay, I, I'll, I'll, I can let yeah. a few go now. Yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a problem. Some people call um, is called Grisham's law. Okay, yeah, uh, we've gone over this on the show, but please restate it. Yeah. So basically the idea is, is you're not going to, you're going to spend the, the less valuable thing instead of the more valuable thing. Um, you know, I've got a $1 bill here. I right. know this is going to be worth maybe 80 cents next year. So I might as well spend it now. Just get rid of it. Right. Right. This is worth about $3 and 70 cents right now, but I know for certain it's going to be worth more than $4 within a matter of months, even probably. Why would I want to spend this one? when I could spend that one. And right. so that's just a rational choice. And Grisham's law basically says people are going to spend the less valuable thing away first. The bad money uh, drives the good out of the economy because you'd rather spend the, the worst money and keep the more valuable money. Um, this is why actual pure silver dimes, like we mentioned earlier, or even pure copper pennies, you don't see them in circulation much anymore. Now, of course, they're still around, but people grab them, people pull them out and they don't spend them. They keep them because they know they're worth more, you know? So a silver dime is worth, you know, two or three bucks now. Hmm. And so when no one's those... going to spend it for 10 cents when they could get $3 for it. Yeah. When, when were those made again? The, the um, silver? Oh, the actual silver um, before, yeah. before 1963. So is that any dime before 1963 is, is silver? Um, almost yes. Or, um, okay, uh, during World okay. War II, they made some steel dimes and stuff gotcha, like that. Really. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I see. So so that's why you you probably, if you're looking for a dime before 1963, you're not going to see them very often. You're not going to see not, them very often. Yeah. Not, not because, because they've old, deteriorated or something, yeah. but because when someone sees that, they're not going to just they're not going to spend it for ten cents. It's worth more. And so it's so, the same thing with with these people want to yeah. keep them. So do you have a, a strategy for? overcoming Grisham's, uh, Grisham's law? Is that, or is that something that you see as a, a hurdle to be overcome or something that could help you in the long run? How do you... you know, I think, I think it's really, it's really fine. Basically Grisham's law helps us with, because it encourages people to use goldbacks for their savings. That is, and I think that's a great strategy. Um, and I th honestly, I think it's smarter than stacking gold coins or silver coins in the sense that in the event you do want to spend them, you're not going to sell them for dollars. You're just going to spend them directly as goldbacks. Uh, yeah. So there, there, there's more usefulness there. Um, but I also think that it's not going to be too much of a problem because the more vendors we build into the network, the more merchants there are that accept the goldback, the more likely they're going to be to sweeten the pot a little bit, uh, do promotions, use them as coupons, use them for, um, you know, say, hey, you know, if you pay, uh, if you pay in goldbacks, we'll give you 10% off, things like that. And so that, that encourages people um, to circulate them more. So if you have and a certain so, yeah, critical mass. As long as mass, the market is there, as long as the economy yeah. is functioning with the goldbacks in it, I think that it's okay that some people save their money. We need more savings anyway. Sure, sure. So it sounds like you need a certain critical mass in your network where you know no one's going to run a promotion if they have one customer for goldbacks every month or something. Uh, or True. maybe they would. But, True. You know. So here's a few statistics for you. The yeah. first... Uh, the first year we did the goldbacks, which was the end of 2019 until the mid-2020, don't forget, those were kind of weird economic times. Yeah. That first year or so, we did just over a million dollars turned into goldbacks. Um, 
that wasn't enough to reach that critical mass, right? But it still put them in the hands of a lot of people. We're doing more than a million dollars into Goldbacks every month now. Hmm. And we are actually looking at increasing our production so that by the end of 2021, we could be doing as much as four to six million dollars a month into goldbacks. At that point, I think we will finally catch up with demand a little bit better. We might not catch up all the way. There's a lot of demand right now, a lot more than our manufacturing capabilities. Um, but at that point, there will be enough in circulation. We already have goldbacks in the hands of over 300,000 Americans have at least a That's few a goldbacks. It's a lot of people. And so, yeah, eventually it's definitely going to be very worthwhile for any business. They're going to be missing out if they don't accept goldbacks. So uh, which states do you have right now? Okay, so the first state was Utah, the Utah goldback. Um, Utah was one of the first states to pass a legal tender act, making these legal tender. Um, the second state was Nevada. Nevada is, um, is taking off pretty well too. Um, they're a very libertarian state in a lot of ways, so they care about liberty issues and free market ideas. And Does it have anything to do with, like, you also have Vegas, so you have, like, all the, the gaming. And oh, sure, and they love probably the, like putting that down. And, the gleam yeah. of gold, you know, Yeah, <laughs> uh, down there in Vegas. And then New Hampshire. New Hampshire is okay. the third state. New Hampshire is a great freedom-loving state and had very favorable laws. Um, but we're very excited to be coming out in the next couple of months with the Wyoming goldback. Mm. And here's the really exciting thing about Wyoming. They have already passed a law, it's on the books, that if you pay for your purchase in goldbacks, there is no sales tax associated with that purchase, which is mind-blowing. They're basically saying yeah. that they favor the goldback over the dollar in their state. And so they're going to give it special consideration and make it so that you can be sales tax exempt for all transactions done in goldbacks. Well, yeah. I think that is going to be massive, and we're hoping for massive adoption. Uh, that's quick adoption, because that's, that's a strong cool. incentive. I was going to say, let's do that here in New Hampshire, but then I realized we don't have a sales tax. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, no, no sales tax in New Hampshire anyway, which is one of the reasons why we want to do New Hampshire. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. It makes it, the accounting easier and all that when people are using an alternative currency. Now, so, um, are you going to have to do like 50 of these ultimately? Or, or like, what's the plan? Like, how uh, well, many? We're going to definitely do more than 50 eventually. Um, it is going to take a while for us to get all 50 states. I expect we'll do yeah. several foreign countries before we do sure. uh, all 50 states. Uh, sure. You know, really, gold is the ultimate international currency, and it's all completely interchangeable. Uh, we get asked this all the time. People will say, if I'm in New Hampshire, can I use a Utah goldback or does it have to be a New Hampshire goldback? Well, different art doesn't change the nature of it. It's still same the amount same of amount of gold, the same type of currency. So it's sort of like having different state quarters. It's still worth 25 cents no matter which state you're in. Um, right. Yeah, didn't they have the state. They had like the presidents on them once. It's like, it doesn't matter if I'm giving you, uh, you're not going to check the quarter. What, what? This is Benjamin Harrison. Oh no, don't, don't give that to me. Oh no, yeah. this, oh no, this, this, this quarter's from Pennsylvania. I can't spend right. it here. You know? yeah. No, of course it's fine. Um, but, uh, and that, that also will make it, I think a really great international currency. We are actually in some talks. I can't announce anything too specific yet, but we are in talks about making some foreign goldbacks already. And um, when those do be come cool to, out, to, to they'll like be travel interchangeable again with the yeah. domestic ones. So I, I, I know you don't want to tell me where it is, but is it a place that like 
I would want to visit and then spend oh, the gold. Oh, definitely. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a place you want to visit. Um, <laughs> it could be like we're doing another country, but it's a it's. But you know, no, I, like yeah. you, know, you know. Then again, <laughs> okay, war ravaged yeah. countries. Um, yeah. 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 Like yeah. Uh, like say Venezuela, they right. they're in desperate need of something like this. I we we have no plans to do Venezuela, by the way. It's not there. Um, but uh, you know they've inflated their currency so badly. When I was in New Hampshire, um, launching the New Hampshire Gold back. And I went to Porkfest. I had a fellow come up to me and he said, hey, can I buy some goldbacks in Bolivars, Venezuelan Bolivars? And I, I said, sure, let's just see what the exchange rate is. You know, and I was thinking I would charge him the actual value. Yeah, well, in yeah. the end, I ended up just trading him one gold back just for the curiosity purpose or as a demonstration tool for a 100 million Bolivar note. <laughs> that 100 million Bolivars is worth so much less than one U.S. penny yeah. that you'd have to have a little pie. You'd have to have a huge stack of them to make one U.S. dollar. Wow. Yeah, that's hyperinflation. And that kind of hyperinflation isn't possible when you have a sound money system. Sound money doesn't fluctuate like that. The gold back I, is the way I kind of think now. I think of the gold back as the stable currency amount. And, some, and the gold back exchange rate with the dollar changes. People say, oh, well, is the gold back going up or down? And I'm like, no, no, no. The gold back is pretty much the same. Okay. The dollar is going up and down. Mm. It's the same thing with the, the boulevards. I mean, the boulevard used to be as strong as the dollar, but now hundreds of millions of them won't even buy you a sandwich. They yeah. won't even buy you wow. a piece of candy. I mean, they they literally have piles of it in the street. So they really, really could use have used something like this. It would have prevented some of that economic disaster that they're in. Um, there is one other thing uh, that we've recently announced, though, that I should mention, and that is South Dakota is getting its own gold back. Okay, yeah. And we're in talks with some other state with other states. Other states are already in development, but we can't announce them until we get all the legislation and everything in in line, so that we know that uh, it'll be accepted as a local currency. Right, right, right. So, okay, I'm sure you know you deal with a lot of people who are into monetary technology and, you know, people who, who, who love freedom. And I'm sure a lot of people are saying, Hey, you know, I do Bitcoin or I do sure. crypto, you know, that's the future. Um, maybe that's where I'm coming from a little bit. So, and I know you're not anti-crypto. So what are your thoughts on that reaction? What, what's your, uh, how, how do you, how does this, does this play with crypto? How, how does that work? You know, in a lot of ways, I see us as definitely as natural allies. Crypto, the purpose of why, why does something exist is kind of a big question you'll always have to ask yourself about any of these. Why make it? What purpose does it serve? Money is a tool. And it's really just an idea of value so that we can get something done with it. Well, why, why did we need crypto? We needed crypto because we wanted to create something with an independently verifiable value. We wanted to be able to create something that was decentralized, that couldn't be manipulated, that couldn't be um, stolen from us so easily, that wouldn't be part of us being surveilled all the time, make it possible for there to be greater privacy and, and also uh, privacy on one hand, but also transparency on the other. We know what it's worth. We don't have to know all of your business in order to transact in it. The gold back actually does solves that all those same problems but in a different way uh, the one difference for me and what, probably why i'm a little bit more enthusiastic about the goldbacks than i'm about crypto is that the goldback value is so stable 
and it's so physical. It's so physically real. I can I can melt these down and turn it into earrings or a ring. Um, I don't have to trust in kind of a theoretical value. Now, don't get me wrong. Bitcoin is valuable. But why is it valuable? It's valuable only because we are choosing to value it. But it has no physical reality. Um, and this is one of the reasons why Bitcoin is so much more unstable. Uh, the value has shot up from almost nothing, uh, you know, into astronomical highs. And today, for example, it dropped quite a bit. Um, and of course, I expect it'll rebound uh, robustly over time. But the gold back, the gold back is ha is handy partly because you you know that it, what it's worth. In this case, one gold back, if they'd have the technology to create them, but this amount of gold. Um, you know, 2000, 3000 years ago would have bought you about the same number of amount in goods and services as it does today. And I'd be willing to bet that one gold back will still buy you say a sandwich or a loaf of bread or a couple dozen eggs or something like that. I bet you it'll buy those same things in a thousand years as it does now. That's a pretty bad amount bet. of gold. So we could see like, you know, even, I mean, we could test this even 10 years from now, you know, I'm sure, mm -hmm. uh, um, and, um, and of course, yeah. the other thing too that's great about the goldback is it is decentralized, much like, um, much like crypto. Yeah, it's Although uh, I, every person I do who think has it in their wallet <laughs> is essentially a node in the yeah. network, um, gotcha. and it's independently verifiable. You can you know exactly what it's worth. It doesn't matter where it came from or where it's going. Uh, it's totally untraceable. Therefore, it's much like a privacy coin in that sense. Um, it's a lot easier to onboard. I mean, that's for, I've been trying to get yep. onboard people to lightning network and I've been pretty successful to when I walk someone through it, but just giving someone a, a gold note, they know how to, you just hand it to them. Right <laughs> now that, that does bring up the one thing that's a real drawback to yeah. the gold back. Um, but, and the crypto has been doing a little bit better and that is it's so physical that I really do have to hand it to you. Right. Right. Um, I'm going to be mailing you some, some gold backs, but you're going to have to wait till they get there. I can't email you the goldbacks essentially, or, or do it through an electronic wallet. Now, yeah. there are a couple ways around that. If people want to get into the goldback, uh, I think the best place to buy it is alpinegold.com. And there's something called the United Precious Metals Association, which actually offers escrow services. But you could think of them as banking-like in the sense that you can have an account there. And that, that account can be denominated in goldbacks, and then you can transfer from one account to another between individuals, for example, much like you might use Venmo or something simple like that, and they simply transfer it from one account to another. So that can be a really useful way of doing it a little bit more electronically. But it's true, if you want to make most purchases, you got to have the gold in your hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to think. I mean, it's sort of a, a different set of trade-offs, I think. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. And it's 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 definitely fun to have and give out. I could I could I could. Say and uh, we are actually in talks about making a crypto token that will be denominated in goldbacks and can oh, be exchanged for delivery in goldbacks. Yeah. So if any of your listeners think that they've got the next brightest thing in creating some kind of crypto token, uh, that it will be just as private, just as, as handy as any of the others, then uh, surprise us. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. So let's um, let's take a look at like the bills and the denominations that you have. So uh, I'm kind of interested. So so why did you pick the denominations and amounts and and where does that art come from? Did you get 
like it, it looked like mm. somebody worked a really long time on those uh, on that artwork. Uh, yeah, so. so I'll show you some of the Utahs. Yeah, this is okay. the Utah one. Um, each goldback has a, a virtue, a Latin virtue, um, is what's printed on it. Um, this is Prudence, and she's represented during the Utah Native period uh, as a Native American woman with um, various symbols from each of the Utah tribes, and she's holding a mirror. Uh, in her hand. I, I wonder if you can see that. And she's look, gazing uh, in the mirror. Yes, I can see it. And um, so prudence, it's about um, self-reflection. Um, and so, for example, and then there's a little phrase uh, at the bottom of each. In this case, it says, deal prudently. Um, the five, the Utah five, has truth. Veritas is her name. Uh, and so... She, she walks barefoot, which is interesting. Um, you know, it's like the naked truth. You know, there's, truth has nothing to hide. It, it's, uh, it engages with the world directly. She carries a lantern of light aloft, light of truth. Um, so all of these have beautiful symbolic meanings in them. The woman yeah. who did this series, um, she, her name is uh, Cherry. I kept calling her Sherry Jensen, but she, it's Cherry Jensen. Um, and yeah, this is Lady Justice, right? So she's got the scales in one hand and the sword in the other and the blindfold and all of that. Um, and then each of the backgrounds will come with part of the uh, landscape of the yeah, state that it's in and, yeah. and the wildlife that lives there, you know, and all kinds of details like that. Right, right, right. Okay, and then there's the 25. The 25, uh, the first one again- to vote pretty valuable now like what like that would be is that like oh a, yeah that's 100 bucks to a close to 100 bucks yep close to 100 bucks yeah all right and so uh victoria um we we named her because she is the about the first woman who voted in 1870 um in the u.s election oh, so her name was seraph young um and there's also utah 50 now the 50s have always been lady liberty some form of lady liberty let me grab a 50 all right. Yeah, those fifties. I'm looking forward to seeing because they're. Uh, w- what's that going to be? Nearly two hundred dollars of value. Yeah, and this is why I don't always carry it in my wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me show you. Uh, I've been showing you the Utahs. Let me show you a New Hampshire here. The New okay. Hampshire Goldback uh, yeah. Fifty has Lady Liberty on it, and she is part of what was called the Pine Tree Rebellion. They have a uh, a flag here. It said an appeal to God or an appeal to heaven is what their flag said on it. And the idea was um, the British, they wanted to cut down the forests of New Hampshire to build the British fleet. And um, the, the sons of liberty of New Hampshire rose up and said, nope, you're not going to take our trees um, for purposes of tyranny. Um, they had a little motto. It's on, it's on her skirt as well about unity. Yeah. Um, Vis Unita Fort, um, Fort, uh, uh, probably mispronouncing it. Anyways, our fortress is our unity, essentially. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they're filled with all those items. Uh, the Utah Lady Liberty is different. She's got this the state tree and stuff like that. She's holding the, yeah. the, uh, the torch uh, and okay. the cup. And um, we've got the lion laying down with the lamb, but it's a Utah mountain lion, right? And 
uh, all of that. So libertas, libertas is uh, liberty in Latin. So yeah, each of these, uh, each of these bills then, it tells a story, it tells the history right. of the state in which it represents and, and the artwork, you know, I, we believe it's really come out quite beautifully and um, really yeah. depicts some of the virtues that we're trying to stand for uh, in and, having a money system. And if I remember when I, when I, I held them, because I've, I've only dealt with one so far, but uh, like they get heavier and heavier. You could actually oh, they feel do, them. Yes. The, the, yeah. the 50 and the one, uh, the 50 has 50 times the amount of gold in it. Now with the one, like I said, it's very, very thin. So what yeah. you're dealing with here is probably um, what I'm feeling if I'm bending it and all of that is I'm feeling the plastic resistance. Hmm. But like by the time you get to a 25, it's it's quite a bit stiffer. Yeah. And yeah, if you hold them in your hand, you, you can definitely tell. In fact, one of the other things that's kind of fun is that they're all a different size as well as a different thickness. So uh, let's see here if I can make them line up nicely for you. So yeah, you could see. So right, if you put them all end to end or, or you, put you them, stand it, them up. If you stand yeah, them up, you see that yeah, they're all different sizes. Not only does it make it uh, fun and easy to count in your wallet, yeah. but even a blind man could tell you exactly what denomination right. they have in their hands, not just from the size, but also from the thickness. And it's, yeah, yeah. And it's also helpful in like learning about it. It's, I, you know, like mm -hmm. I said before, the nickel, why is the nickel so much bigger than a dime? That's always confusing for children when they're sure. learning. No, no, no. This one's more than that one, but you know. Right. Uh, and in this case, they do get bigger. Uh, and yeah. thicker because here's the other here's the other thing what why does that confusion come up because most of these systems have been multiple metal systems tri or quad metal systems this is a single metal system and why is that powerful that's powerful because the interchangeability the fungibility it flows really 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 well gold the value of gold um if it fluctuates they fluctuate together now, what happens when you have, say, silver coins and gold coins in the same system? Yeah. Well, I think we used to do that. If I'm not mistaken, we used to do that. Yeah. What's that? If I'm not mistaken, we used to do that in the United States. Oh, yes. Um, when Fortune, I mean, we were on a hard money system, so that, that was a good idea, but we did have those that duel that was always causing some issues, right? right? And that's always creating problems because the people would say, oh, but silver's up, so I'm going to collect more of the silver. Hmm. I'm going to spend the gold or the copper. Um, and, and all those things. So what the government tried to do was they tried to force peg it. They tried to say, you have to trade 10 copper pennies for one silver dime. They have to be the same, even though they're not the same. They're, they're changing their values relative to one another all the time. Um, yes. The government said, no, it's against the law to speculate on this. We, you have to do it. Well, we're not into forcing anything. This is a voluntary local currency project. We want this to be true freedom-based money. You can't have a forced pegging system if it's going to be a truly free market uh, economy with a truly free market system. So, um, so yeah, we don't have that problem with the gold back because it's all just pure 24 karat gold, 999 yeah. gold. It says 24K on it. It really yeah, is. What, what is, what is 24K? So basically, that means that the purity of this gold is guaranteed down to one part per thousand is okay. will be a gold atom. Okay, uh, that's um, yeah. At least nine hundred ninety nine 
atoms out of a thousand, every thousand atoms has to be an <laughs> atom of elemental gold. So it's so crazy that we're talking on the atomic level. Um, on the atomic level, right. That's what that basically means. Yeah. It means it's as pure as it can possibly be refined. Now, what is that occasional other thousandth atom? Oh, yeah. It's probably that, was, silver. Okay. Really? That's I, basically yeah, I wasn't where that, that comes from in nature when we try to okay. refine it. That's usually what it ends up being. So. Uh, no, there's a little bit of silver in there. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but, but such a tiny, tiny amount. Right, the other right. thing, too, is is in order to guarantee such a tiny amount of gold, one one thousandth right. of a troy ounce, it says on here. Yeah. Um, we have to go over. We have to go over a bit. So you're actually getting slightly more than what is guaranteed. I'm sure that covers even that one, um, one, ad one occasional atom out of thousands of gold atoms. Right, right. Um, do, what do you? So you mentioned like regulatory issues in like some states you can't make this in. Uh, what what are those issues? What are they? What, what what's the legal thing there that's kind of holding you up? So when we when we did some research on the history of local currencies as well as the history of precious metals trading, um, we wanted to make sure that what we were doing was so fully compliant with all of the laws that we wouldn't yeah. be able to foresee that there could be any conflict or any difficulty. Um, so one of the things that we've done is we've tried to make sure that these are local currencies, actual local currencies. There are laws that protect that type of thing. Whereas if this was simply a competitor to the dollar, this isn't really a competitor to the dollar. This is a complementary local system. Right. Um, then we'd be running up against, well, are you coining federal reserve notes? No, we're not. Um, are you coining dollars? No, we're not making dollars. We are making gold backs. We actually put this little disclaimer on them. I don't know if you'll be able to see. It says privately issued, issued. not U.S. dollar legal tender um, because these aren't dollars. And so that protects us. And also when we do it under state laws, uh, according to the Constitution, states have the authority to mint uh, coinage so long as they only coin in gold or silver. And these are gold. So yeah. um, that makes it possible for us to coin these under the Constitution. Um, and it avoids a bunch of other, other pitfalls. There are various complaints people have had, uh, for example, about various local currencies looking too much like the dollar, getting them in trouble. Um, you see, the dollar is oriented horizontally. Ours are oriented vertically. That was yeah. part of that reason. Well, they also look very different. They look very, very different. That's that's very, very intentional. Um, has, has any regulatory authority tried to like make your life difficult or go after you? No, anything? and we and we really do believe that we are fully compliant. That they probably won't. Um, the other thing too, though, that I do like to point out is because some people are nervous. Sometimes they'll say, "Someone's going to shut you down. Someone's going to get mad at you." And sure. You know, we're trying our best then to make I sure that we're, still that we're doing goal. this completely legal, but someone <laughs> might get mad at us eventually. Yeah. Here's the fun thing. Let's say we do get shut down. Right. That right. does not ruin the value of the gold backs. If anything, it makes them slightly more valuable because we'll stop minting them. Right. Uh, that'll just make them even more rare. But if you've got a gold back in your pocket, you've got the gold in your pocket. It doesn't matter if they shut us down. Um, it's still a circulating currency that still has an intrinsic value or at least the commodity value of being made out of real gold. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me about like um, actually spending these, like how, how do you approach businesses? How, how, which ones of them have been open? What kind of pushback do you, have you gotten? And like, are there any like mm -hmm. fun stories about spending these? Like where, uh, Oh, sure. Know, there it actually are. worked um, out really well. 
Well, I would say that there's certainly there's there's a fairly broad middle of people who are like, yeah, but how does it benefit my business? You know, have some practical concerns. Generally, we can address those. I believe that it's a very effective system. Um, but of course, sometimes you just pull that out and they see the gold and they go, whoa, that is so cool. <laughs> and people just freak out, you know, and they'll be on board, you know, before you even know it. Um, and of course, sometimes you pull it out and people go, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Uh, that's, that's going to be too complicated for me. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Um, you know, just because we are, we are trying to introduce them to something that is new or maybe outside their paradigm. Uh, think about it that way with, with crypto adoption. I'm sure everybody who watches, watches this show, um, who's ever gotten on with, with crypto or tried to explain crypto to somebody, there's, there's people who definitely don't get it and yeah, there's others yeah. who do. Um, but I'd say in general, it's got the bling factor. It's got that wow factor. People see that and they just go, oh my goodness, that's so amazing. I, I got to get some of those. So I'd say that it really, it, it is more than 50% of business owners seem to want to adopt it. Is there um, a type of business that seems to be more um, open to it than others? Yeah. And it really, it really comes down to how much local control they actually have. True mom and pop shops, they're almost always on board. One of the biggest problems that I didn't even realize until I went out trying to sign up businesses to accept the goldbacks um, is just how much of the U.S. economy might appear local, but is actually run by big international conglomerates. And it is a lot harder when you can't talk to someone who actually has the authority to make any decisions about how their business is run, because all those decisions are made, you know, in New York or London or Qatar. Um, when I found out how much... Um, of the hotel industry is owned from the Middle East. Hmm. I was shocked. Wow. I mean, I thought I some of these know. unique little motels in small towns, I figured they're probably all local owners who live there, right. who just run a hotel. No, shocking, shocking number of even unique looking little businesses are all owned by these huge mega uh, hotel and resort conglomerates and things like that. So that's really what I found to be the hardest um, thing about adoption is that this is a local currency. It's about strengthening local business. It's really a powerful tool for entrepreneurs, but it's shocking to me to realize how little control of the US economy entrepreneurs actually have and how much, how hard it is to get into that market. So many, not just hotels, but any market in America right now seems to be highly regulated and controlled by these big, huge companies. Yeah, and I'd say that's been my that's been our biggest our our biggest difficulty really, is we have to take over the local economies before the big conglomerates are we're even going to be on their radar. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking near me, like I don't know if I don't know if they're ultimately owned by a big conglomerate or what, but there's a there's like a gas station convenience store chain, and there's like four of them here in southern New Hampshire, and they all have like uh, Bitcoin ATMs in there. So I'm like, okay, maybe that would be a good one to go check, but I'll oh, give definitely. you their name. You know, and and I would love to, if you guys want to get onto goldback.com, uh, you can contact us. You can also contact me at benjamin at goldback.com. If there's a business you shop at, if there is, if you're a business owner who's watching this, please get in contact with us. Let's get you into that network so that uh, we can know about your business and we can all use sound money. Yeah, yeah, it would be fun. So do you, are, are there any like, um, uh, do you have any stories of like businesses where like, has it like helped them at all? Like, you know, oh my God, we use these gold backs. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
you know, I, I, either it got people in or like we're just really excited to use it. People like the customers oh, yeah. seem excited. Like, uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, this is. I suppose this is just a funny little one, but uh, yeah. I was at the county fair. Okay. Um, in my county, uh, just uh, last weekend, and I was walking around with my kids. And I came up to a guy who um, is a beekeeper, but he, he not only sells his own local honey, he has honey from all over the world and special, um, you know, exotic honeys and things like that. And um, I walked up and I saw he's got a little, we accept the goldback sticker um, on his. You, you on his saw one thing. out in the wild. Yeah, just just at random, you know. That's, I didn't by the way, there. as an aside, before you go on the story, that's one of the most exciting things, like when you work at a tech startup, like. I mean, in the early days of Foursquare, when I'd like build a feature and then I'd like hear people talking about it when I. Right. And they don't know that you had anything to do with it. It's just there. Right. Yeah. So anyways, he's got that up and I was like, hey, you accept the goldbacks. He's like, oh, yeah, it's been great. As soon as you guys advertised that I accepted the goldback, I had lots of people order more, more, lots more people ordering from me and and paying me in gold. And he's happy about it because he knows that the goldback is going to be worth more if he can save some for a few months. What's the, what, what type of uh, place was it? Was that the fair you said? Oh yeah. It was at the fair that he had this particular booth, but he also has a regular oh. Um, store. Oh, but know? what, what's he selling? Um, primarily honey and honey oh, okay. products and things that have honey in it. You know um, he's not as big as Burt's bees yet or anything, but uh, <laughs> he's got his own little uh, business here. And you know, that's, it was a, it's kind of a unique um, niche kind of thing, but because it's local and because here in Utah, we are um, seeing much wider adoption. Uh, he felt like it was really helping his business. And yeah. I think that that's going to become more and more common. Um, as we said, though, with Grisham's law, we really want to see these circulate a lot more than I feel like they are. A lot of times, again, when people are like, yeah, I do have gold backs in my wallet, but I've also got dollars in my wallet. I'll just spend the dollars. I'll keep these. These are too pretty. These are too cool. Yeah. Yeah, but you know? dollars, I actually have to go to the ATM and get more. So once the dollars are gone, that yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've also heard stories, and I, it's a little funny to me, but I've heard stories of people getting onto our network, being really excited to find other businesses that love a free market, love liberty, want to use the gold backs, and then they'll deliberately go and they'll patronize those businesses, but pay them in dollars because they didn't want to give up their gold backs. So like, come on, use the gold backs, buy more gold backs with the dollars instead, keep it right. circulating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can always purchase and then, and then, and then refill. Um, and that, that's been a crypto strategy of mine too. If I, you know, if I buy something that is a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, I'll spend the Bitcoin and then I'll replenish it with $110. So I'll tax myself a little bit, but then I'm saving more. So it's like, a, right. It's like an incentive. And that's, that's what I want to see people doing with goldbacks because yeah. I think that's the only way to, the only way to really make the ultimate difference is for it to circulate fully. Hmm. Um, and so we want to we want to make sure that, that free market is really humming. All right. Well, I'm really looking forward to to giving it a shot and um, getting some. And if I um, if I end up having to, uh, yeah, you know, and, and hopefully having to I'll... spend them right because you yeah, want to yeah. keep in your pocket, right? Um, otherwise, no, 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 you know, no. of course, you know, I'll... buy a few extra and spend yeah. them. Well, that's why you know I I got a few extra. We'll see we'll see how long they last, and uh, hopefully you know, hopefully I'll be able the, to spend one a few. of the coolest things I like to do yeah. is if you. Anytime you go out to eat, yeah. ask your server, would you like your tip in paper or in gold? I've seen someone do that here. They're almost always going to yeah. say gold. So don't forget, <laughs> just use them as tips, things like that. And it gets the word out. And then pretty soon the business owner is like, I need to sign up our restaurant to accept the gold backs. And then yeah. it's rolling. Yeah. 
You know what? I'm, I'm going to start doing that. That's a, that's a great <laughs> idea. Um, okay. So um, thanks so much, Benjamin, for sharing all this today. I'm, I know I'm excited to get it. I'm going to give you like the last word. Just tell us, uh, you know, you know, any, any closing thoughts, any wrap up? And also, where, and you, I know you've given a few websites already, but like, uh, where, can we, uh, where can we go to get these and find more? Yeah, and I bet you're going to put the uh, put these links into your description. Yes, so, yes, it's going to be localmaxradio.com/slash185. Awesome. So what you're going to want to do is go to goldback.com. Uh, on goldback.com, you can do things like see some of the featured business network. You can use a transaction calculator, which makes it a lot easier to accept these at your business. You can see the exchange rate. We also have hundreds of pages about the history, the art the uh, the purposes of sound money and things like that uh, to educate you on that website it's it's a fun one to see um i also recommend alpinegold.com it's one of our favorite retailers uh, they will mail them to you and also help you through the U united precious metals association that's at upma united precious metals association at upma.org um, where you can create accounts um and i suppose the last thing i'd really like to say is is if you want freedom and you want to be able to protect your assets gold is a good way to do it gold is the best way to make sure that you know that you actually have the value and i believe that the gold backs are the most useful form of gold because it's the only gold that you can actually spend spend as a truly fungible currency um so you know if you want to if you if you're a big bitcoiner for example and you're in it partly because you value the principles upon which it's based. But you need to diversify, frankly, if all your money is in Bitcoin. Sell, give us some of your Bitcoin and we'll give you some gold. And then we'll both be diversified a little bit better and we'll keep, uh, we'll keep striking a blow for liberty. All right. And with that, Benjamin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yep. Thank you, Max. Have a good day. That's the show. To support The Local Maximum. Sign up for exclusive content and their online community at Maximum.Locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at LocalMaxRadio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to LocalMaxRadio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.